It is a truth universally I acknowledged. I have noticed my growing resemblance Ooh, that is to a gold. daffodil. Does not glitter. How I would die. Not all. So I had reason enough in the last if you want to rebel, rebel from exist, inside the system. But because they tell us that dragons... I'm your host Vicky from Miss Vicky's Bookcase. Let's begin our story together. Good morning, afternoon or evening, depending on when you're listening to me. So, I've got kind of a slightly funny story to tell you before I take the plunge into today's subject. And that is, I'm currently off sick. Now you're thinking, why is that a funny story? Well, it all has to do with a bag of protein powder. Now I've been on a little bit of a diet and um, on Sunday I was making my breakfast and I was at the kitchen counter and the counter isn't low by the way. I bent very slightly over to open up the bag. I didn't even lift it and my back gave out. Yep, that's right. My back has been done in by a bag of protein powder that I wasn't even lifting. So as I'm currently off sick, it got me to thinking... What do I usually read when I'm feeling unwell and I need basically a comfort book? Imagine the book as one of those heavy weighted blankets and you just need that kind of comfort. Well, I've come up with, I think, how many have I got? Six. Okay, granted, two of them are series compared to anything else. But, you know, I've got six books that I wanted to share with you that give me comfort when I am not very well. And these are really worn through because I tend to want something that I know will end well, almost. When I say well, I mean, where I know the ending, but I'm really enjoying the run up to the end. I know there are many people out there who can't bear to read a book again because they're like, I can remember what happens. And I actually am not one of those people because I've got a mind like a goldfish and I can never remember. So great thing for me because <laughs> that leaves the whole world re back open to me. Unless, of course, I'm reading it for the like the 11th billion time, which sometimes happen. But it's a comfort thing, honestly. Now, I've finished babbling enough for the introduction. So I've got, as I said, five books or series that I tend to read when I'm not feeling very well or off for a long period of time convalescing because you know backs are a pain literally a pain and I thought I would give you a romance an adventure uh, a young adult novel a fantasy and a sci-fi so I'm kind of doing the broad spectrum and I'm going to start off with romance first because I feel like the minute I said romance a lot of you are probably going to be turning this off don't turn it off it's honestly although it's a romance I think it's really worth seeing this author especially if you like comedies or historical romances this is also clean so this is what I really like because I'm not one for explicit romance scenes shall we say and this author who I'm going to mention I pretty much could have picked any book from her um, catalogue I was going to say series but she doesn't really have series also she was writing from the 1920s to like the 1970s so this is quite old anyway so the author is Georgette Heyer if you've never heard of her do feel free to google her she's really good she's really funny she writes historical romances her best romances are the regency period she does do other periods and she does write some really serious books and in fact side note an infamous army is actually standard reading 
for those training to be army officers in the British Army. I know, weird, isn't it? Romance writer, yet standard reading for an infamous army. It's really weird juxtaposition, but she was really good at research and she's really funny, which is why I'm putting on the book I read when I was sick, when I was about 13. I actually loved romances when I was 13. Okay, I love romances now, but... My mum bought this for me when I was sick at home. I was feeling miserable and she bought this and that's when I fell in love with Georgette Heyer. And so it's called The Reluctant Widow. So I'm going to give you a quick brief overview. So basically, this woman is going to become a governess to basically some horrible children. She accidentally gets into the wrong carriage and gets taken to this old house. And she has this really strange interview with this man. And she's thinking that she's being re-interviewed for these horrible children where the man is actually interviewing her to become the wife, I'm saying that in quotation marks, of his cousin because he doesn't want to inherit this estate and his cousin isn't going to come to a very good end. And she basically is like, I don't think so. And just as they're leaving, um, the chap's brother, his name's Corloin, and the chap that runs in is called Nicky. Nicky comes in and basically says, I've killed my, the cousin, uh, that's Eustace. And he's like, oh no. And then he finds out after finding out that there was an incident at Oxford involved with a bear, with Nicky. It's quite funny, he's very young. <laughs> and um, finds out that Eustace actually is still alive. So he convinces Eleanor to go and marry him. Eustace dies. And so that begins this kind of faintly ridiculous storyline where you find out that Eustace isn't a very good person and Eleanor has inherited this estate because he willed it to her before he died. And basically Carloin employs himself, because he's actually Lord Carloin, um, to help her get sell the estate and so she can live comfortably off the uh, proceedings and that she won't have to work as a governess again and basically hijinks ensue it's really silly it's really funny I really enjoyed it and if you're not a huge romance fan it still has uh, great elements of adventure spies are involved just outrageous silliness and this is just symptomatic of Georgette Heyer as a whole and I admit I do tend to read her when I'm feeling sick or even feeling really down because her romances are just so silly we do have some fantastic different personalities when it comes to the heroes. It's not like a lot of these modern romances where it's all alpha male romances. There's so many different personalities, so many different shapes and sizes with the male characters as well as the female characters. Really worth exploring her anyway. I know this is, I do more of a fantasy sci-fi thing here, but I do read lots of other things. I heartily recommend Georgia here. Moving on now to my other non-fantasy sci-fi re uh, recommendation. I know I should really do some more of those and uh, you'll probably see some more coming up in the next couple of months because the Sugar Pop Challenge is coming up still. Well, I'm still doing the Sugar Pop Challenge, which means I can't do all sci-fi fantasy and it's good to have a difference. Anyway, moving on and I'm just waving my book around if you can hear that in the background. The next one I wanted to recommend, it's not actually the first in a series. I think it's like the 12th or 13th. And it's an adventure novel that I read over and over again as a kid again. And I say a kid, I think I was like 14 or 15. And he used to be one of my favourite authors, uh, well, non-fantasy sci-fi authors. And he's very good. His name's Dudley Pope. And I'm recommending his Ramage series totally. 
Okay, yeah, I am recommending the whole series. It's like 18 books. And if you like things like Hornblower, then you'll certainly love Dudley Pope. And in fact, I find Dudley Pope way better than Hornblower. Honestly, I find Hornblower makes me angry, especially the way he treats women. But that's just a side note. I specifically wanted to recommend Ramage and the Renegades, which is kind of like near the end of the series because it has romance in it you can tell I always need some kind of comfort <laughs> romance apparently when I'm sick and basically this is when the treaty of Amens I'm not gonna say that right either is signed and basically Ramage is um given the task of uh, basically given secret orders to survey a small island off the coast of Brazil because everybody knows that this treaty isn't going to last very long. There are some people like, oh yeah, it's going to be, you know, the best ever. We've conceded so much, but now we've got this piece. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And when Ramage sails into this little anchorage, there are these vessels that have been captured and he kind of realises that they're pirates and they've captured quite a few vessels and he basically goes about setting, uh, trying to get them set free, if that makes sense. And I really enjoyed this series. And for those of you who have read Dudley Pope before, there is a couple of mentions from Dudley Pope's other series, the Buccaneer series. And you can see that kind of if you've read that before. I really enjoyed that reference and things like that. So really heartily recommend it. If you want some good old hearty nautical adventures then definitely do the Ramage series and I would actually say start with Ramage that's the first book in the series but if you just want something where you can read this without reading the other ones so it's fine but you won't get the nuances but I still heartily recommend it so there we go so moving on now we're on to the young adult novel now I should have said that um there are probably some other books that I would have included in this list but either I've done a deep review for them or I'm going to be doing a review for that series, uh, some of which are probably part of the self-published fantasy blog off. And now there is a self-published uh, sci-fi blog off going to be starting soon as well. And quite a few of those are self-published and I kind of want to save that for a little later on and do more of a deep dive because there's one or two stories that I absolutely loved and want to do more with it than just doing the brief overview I'm doing now. I mean, I'm trying to do brief anyway. So having said that and disqualified quite a few different books, I thought I would share with you a young adult novel by an author who is British. I haven't, actually, do you know, I've just realized most of these are actually British other than the two adult ones that I'm about to say after this one. Interesting. Anyway, so this one is a comedy and I really love this author. Her name's Diane Wynne-Jones. And if you're not sure of her or what she's written, if you've ever heard of Howl's Moving Castle, she is the author of that amazing book. And as much as I want to recommend that, and I would actually recommend that as a middle grade book, which is absolutely amazing, do read it. It's actually way better in the book than the film. The film anime is fantastic, but the book is better because he's Welsh and it's funny. I'm actually recommending something slightly different compared to Howl's Moving Castle. And that is The Dark Lord of Dirk Holm. Now, this is one of her young adult novels. And basically, in this world, they're caught by the short and curly, so to speak. And every single year, this man comes in and makes the entire world 
become an adventure theme park so they'll have all these pilgrim parties coming through and all these parties are paying to have an adventure where they have to kill the dark lord now this has been going on for quite a while and because this world is under threat by this chap they've he's got something on this entire world which basically makes them bow their head and obey what he says but he's gotten to the point where they have had enough and they go to these oracles to find how to break this spell this terrible thing that happens to them every year because their world is getting basically destroyed and so when they visit the oracle they have to do two things make the first person they see the dark lord and then the second person they see to be the last uh leader of the pilgrim groups that come through so the first person they see is the wizard dirk who is a minor wizard well i say minor he's actually very clever and then they see his son blade so this is what happens so Dirk is the Dark Lord and I don't know whether that would be a mistake because he's certainly a most interesting character. Dirk has very interesting children. He and his wife, they have normal human children but they also have griffin children. It's a lot of fun because basically what ensues again is some really funny hijinks. Um, I don't really want to say too much about this one because I can't do it justice as to how silly and funny it is trying to get rid of Mr Chesney, that's the person who has control of this world, and the effort that everyone is going through and the problems and just how downhill everything goes really fast. Very much worth it. I do recommend Diane Wynne-Jones anyway, uh, and side note, How's Moving Castle as a middle grade book if you're feeling needing some comfort reading because that is also funny. But as a YA novel, this is fantastic. And this is a young adult novel that I would recommend even for the younger age and actually for anybody of any age because it is really funny. And the audiobook, if you want the audiobook, is really good too. And I should also mention that The Dark Lord of Dilcom is very much a comfort to me again because it lifts my mood and you can see how dire things get but in a really comic way, exactly the way Diane Wynne-Jones does these things. And if you've read any of her other novels, you'll know what I mean. So again, I heartily recommend it if you want your mood uplifted, if you need something, if you're feeling a bit low in spirit. Now, moving on, because I'm fast running out of time. I promised myself I would be pretty fast with these. So I'm going to do the adult fantasy next. And that is a series it's a trilogy this is called the sheep farmer's daughter by elizabeth moon and it's part of the trilogy called the deed of paxineron this is all about a young woman who wants to be a paladin and i find this really comforting when i'm feeling sick because it's good against evil it's very plainly good against evil and it's about a young girl's fight to become someone who is the first natural paladin in a very long time and what she goes through some very dark times i'm very impressed though with how she reacts how she handles things it's a big comfort to me when i'm feeling sick because i feel like her deeds are very epic and she also faces her fears and learns about fear and i really enjoy that also it does feature elves a little bit, which I quite enjoy. And there are other books set in this world. I don't want to spoil that too much because it kind of spoils the actual trilogy a little bit, but not at the same time. So I'm not going to say too much more, but again, really recommend it. And they're quite good hearty reads, easy to read and just so well done. And I couldn't help again, but 
really want to read something like this. I'm really struggling, by the way, this month because I have totally abandoned my TBR. If you follow me on Instagram, I haven't really read any of those ones. I've totally read really random books. And I think sometimes you kind of need to do that to get yourself back into your reading zone because I read way too many books the previous month as part of judging for a prize, which I will talk about hopefully next week. And I needed something different and the books I had just just wasn't cutting it. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the books I'm currently reading. Well, having said that I'm off sick, I'm actually not currently reading any of these, but in my defence I've got a book that I'm finishing and then I'm probably going to start on one of these because they really are that good. Now, you'd be happy to know that I have one more book, technically a book, but really it is an actual series. It's one of my favourite sci-fis of all time and again this is very much a comfort read because it is against the odds. Both the adult fantasy and sci-fi novels that I have picked or rather series that I've picked, they are basically against the odd winning type situations. So if you like that kind of book definitely you're gonna love the series that I'm gonna suggest now for the adult sci-fi and that is a series called The Empire of Man by David Webber with John Ringo. Now I will preface this with a word of warning, this does have a lot of swearing in it. Uh, there is accented swearing if that makes sense so it's not quite the same but it features heavy swearing and I think John Ringo is the one that tends towards more swearing than not from what I recall because I've read straight David Webber's and they don't swear as much. But I couldn't help but recommend this series because it's great. It's all about this boy called Roger, who is prince to the empire. He is the useless son. Nobody trusts him because his father was the consort of the empress and he tried to commit treason. He's not dead, by the way, the consort, because nothing was ever proved. But uh, the empress never trusted her son compared to the other two children that she had with her previous husband and basically he is sent to a ceremony or supposed to be sent to a ceremony where he could do the the ribbon cutting so to speak uh, but the empire is in the midst of a coup and because she doesn't trust him enough she tried to get him out to safety because she does love him and this is where everything goes wrong because someone tries to assassinate him and the ship is almost destroyed. And they end up on this planet after having a big fight where all the ships were lost and only his personal bodyguards, which is the battalion that was assigned to go with him, survive and are on this planet. And they have to get, because they ended up having to eject quickly, they landed on the other side of the planet to where they needed to be. So they've got to traipse through this entire planet that is inhospitable to get to the starport, to get a ship, to get back to his mother and tell her what's happened. And he starts off as this really spoiled, wretched boy who no one understands and no one really cares about him. And that's the thing. No one cares. And all he wants is someone to believe in him. And you can see his progression from this unsure boy into a man and I really enjoyed watching that. I enjoyed what happens. The first three books are my favourite, I have to say. They are really well done. They meet these aliens and they're fantastic. I really love them. There's different personalities. There's different cultures in these books. And I really like how these cultures are developed, but in a very different way. 
And the fourth book isn't bad at all. I know I said I really like the first three, but the fourth book makes me feel a little sad. It's also really good, uh, but it kind of left me wanting more. And again, this is a comfort read for me. I cannot wait. Actually, I quite often listen to these ones because I really do like the accents and things going on. And it's funnier when you're listening to it. I just can't highly recommend it enough again because... I might do a deep dive into this when I read this because I think I'm going to reread this a little later on this year because my sick leave is coming to an end hopefully very soon so I won't have time to read these but if you want something where you want a really well powdered out alien culture if you want to watch a boy become a man if you want to see against all odds survival then this is definitely the book for you and for me when I'm feeling sick and I need to read a comfort book this is something again that helps me feel excited it takes my mind away from the pain or if I'm feeling sick or if I'm headachey of course I'm not going <laughs> to read it but when I'm in pain this is great because it takes me to a totally different world also it makes me feel warm because their world is very very warm compared to England when it is not very warm and a bit soggy because I don't know about you it's been really soggy recently anyway so I hope you enjoyed all five of my recommendations I know technically some weren't books but they're all different kind of things what do you read uh, when you need some comfort reading and it doesn't have to be when you're sick like I am what do you like to read or do you tend to reread like I do or do you want to find something new and epic I'll catch you in the next podcast and if you wanted to tell me what your favorite comfort reads so I can find new ones jump over to my Instagram page and let me know your favourite for when you need a bit of comfort. Bye for now. Pearl of Cities. Really are this like houses is not... With vast rooms and tiny... Libraries were full of ideas. Perhaps the most dangerous and powerful... She delighted in the smell of the ink, the ruffle of the paper... ...had commented once that Neil had a gift that for making someone to punch children. Him is not a good children's story. They refused to be influenced by literature and poetry.